0: Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen@caris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, thank you for the scrolls. Open your word to us. Let us have encounters with you in your word. Reveal yourself to us through your word. Heal the sick as your word is taught. Deliver the afflicted as your word is taught. Bring direction to the confused as your word is taught. Convict the sinning as your word is taught. And save the lost as your word is taught. Thank you for the power of your word, which is like the hammer and it breaks the rock into pieces. Thank you for your word, which is sweet to our taste in the name of Jesus. Feed us, bread of heaven. Feed us, O Lord, with yourself through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Last week, I was talking about extended grace and I spoke extensively about Uh, desiring the Holy Spirit and today I'm going to continue from there more in the area of being filled with the Holy Spirit feeling being filled with the Holy Spirit how to be filled what to do to be filled with the Holy Spirit say the Holy Holy Spirit I spoke about number one I spoke about how the fact that if there's going to be extended grace, it's going to be because it's these ones. If there's going to be extended grace, it's going to be because God is giving us grace before some people so that He will revive us to build His work. So, extended grace is, is given us because of God's work. So because of God's work, some people will end up getting promotions at their workplace. Some people will actually end up getting better jobs. So they don't work odd hours when it is time for um, faith clinic or K group. It didn't mean now they have made you a manager so that you can have the chance to choose more work. It's made you a manager so that you can have the chance to choose, I can't work at this time. There are some people who are, go- who are going to have certain documents approved because of God's work. Amen. That business um, contract application is going to be approved because of God's work. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? It says that Ezra chapter 9 verse 9, he, even though we were slaves, God did not leave us, abandon us in our slavery or in our bondage, but he has extended mercy to us before the Persian kings. So before the powers that be, God extends mercy towards us. Mercy there, loving kindness. It means favor. It means grace. So he has extended grace. He has extended loving kindness. He has extended favor to us towards the king, so that when we say we want this, the king is just doing it for us. That those in power just do, tell to do things to favor us. Why? Be, so that, and then said, uh, before, the, in the south of the Persian King, to revive us. So he works on the Persian King, giving us favor, uh, giving us mercy, and then he revives us Amen. by his spirit. For what? So that we uh, uh, revive us, to repair the house of our God, who, which lies in ruin, and to build the walls. So he does these things, he's working for us to receive favor and then he works on us to revive us. Now, it it becomes a problem when God is working for you to receive favor but your revival is not coming. So it aborts the process. So the favor is not necessary actually. When you go and apply, let's say you move into a new property, you are going for a phone line or something. And then they said they have arranged for the engineer to come and fix it because there's no line in your house at all. To come and fix the line for you by BT of some other phone company, they're coming to fix the line for you, and they give you a set day. Let's say today is 16th of the 10th of 16th. Interesting. And then they give you a date of maybe they are coming on the 3rd of the 11th of 16th. All right. That means that you've got about two weeks, three days, sort of, or four days to work with right now. Then, after next week, you realize that, no, you can actually get a better deal from Sky. But you have accepted the engineer, spoken to the, you have started negotiating, talking to the engineer. Okay, when you come, uh, what should I do? You are having a good uh, communication with the engineer. Everything is being planned. Then you cancel, you call the head office and cancel the, the contract. But because you want Sky, you still cancel the head office setting your account, but you want the engineers to still come and... <laughs> the engineer to still come and do the... No, the, the engineer, the, uh, 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 the, the technical aspect of the work they are coming to do in your house is based on the account they have raised for you. So if God is giving you favor with this nice, experienced engineer, please don't ignore the contract that is actually... Activating because this is happening because of the so. As soon as you abort the contract process, you, by the time you pick you, you call the engineer, he's not picking his phones, he's not picking your calls. You call, and say, What is it? Then later, they said, No, sorry, man, I don't have anything to do with you. Sorry, and so the favor that God is bringing you at your workplace. The favor that God is bringing you concerning your finances, concerning several other things, your marriage. The reason why God is settling you in that marriage is so that you can help that wife or help that that husband to be able to do God's work with you like Priscilla and Aquila. But you found this gentleman or you found this lady who is very active in God, active in church. And then you are believing God for a wife and go for her. And now you begin to streamline her engagement in God. But that's not why God gets... So as soon as you start streamlining her and then even while she's going to prayer meetings and care group and, and prayer clinic, you are telling her, today we don't have time. Right, let's go. Or you, you are keeping her unduly in your house at late hours. You know she's a singer. And Sunday morning, she's coming to sing, Show Your Power. Saturday night, you need her to stay in your house till very late. For what? Only God knows what ideas you have. You see, that's why God delayed in allowing some sister to say yes to you. Because you are not ready for revival. But you just want the favor that accompanies revival. So God showed us mercy so that he will revive us to build his. So the mercy comes, the revival follows, revival and mercy, they go actually go hand in hand, and then we open up for the Spirit, to, the Spirit of God to work on us, then we begin to build. I see someone building God's work. Amen. I see someone getting involved in God's work Amen. To a better, at a better dimension Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And as you do that, you hear the lady she said her son, nine years old, year 11, exam. They even, the authorities will not want, to, want him to write it, but she pushed the son, b- believing that the son can do it. And Febba is working for the son. This is someone who has determined, he's actually chasing the system, the church system. Can you please let care group come to my house? Can you pl- please come? She's not a care group leader. Sometimes she can be detained with the care group leader, leaders on, and she's actually even happy. Why won't some doors of favor start opening for you? Why won't some doors of favor? say, God knew it was going to happen. He actually allowed something to show you that he is your source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Last Sunday, after church, one of the cell leaders came to me. He said, Pastor, please, I need you to pray for my cell member. I said, what is it? He said, an emergency situation has come up at work. And for no reason, they've asked the person not to come to work. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a man who is supporting his family. And yeah. as soon as they told me, you know what I said? My first comment, I said, uh-huh, that's uh-huh. good. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Pastor, that's what I said. I said, that's good. Because this, this person, once in a, he will come to church once yeah. in a, uh, yeah. one Sunday a month. Yeah busy working working collecting money working that is good to work make sure you put your priorities right because the time is coming when all you've got left is god i've heard people share their testimony Amy, i used to work and 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 work i had no regard for church now organizing prayer meeting at home and can't miss any service Manage to master or memorize every aspect of the church. It is working for me. I'm working it. Eh, This is my Bible. Because now I can't have enough of church. But you see, you should have gotten involved with church, uh, with God, more and more when your health was so good. When things were okay. Bible says, remember your creator in the days of your youth. Before the evil days come. come Hmm. most of us have been realized we are growing very fast. Oh. And we have not created oh. space for God in our lives. Ah. Only, that, only that, The only good thing we have done is we've been coming to church. But you know what? God doesn't reward you for coming to church. Yeah. He will bless you in the atmosphere. Because company matters. Yeah. So, even if you come to church, you don't do much for God. Just the company that you expose yourself to. Yeah. will will expose you to divine favors and blessings. Like a lot of people I'm expecting this week for favor to come your way. Why? Because you have come to this this favor zone. So it must follow you. But your activities in God takes it to another dimension. That's what determines your rating in heaven and that's also what determines how God rewards you in heaven. How you invest yourself. Your energy. Oh, I'm about to say something, then I'll go back to my message. Say, madam, there should not be any justifiable reason under heaven why you should abuse your two-year-old child. It's because he's saying no to me, knowing to me. So you are beating the child there's no justifiable reason under heaven why you should abuse the child and deny the child. I will feed you. No, there's no. Should there be any justifiable reason? In the same way, there should be no justifiable reason why you think you can't get involved in God's work. There should be no justifiable reason. If you think you have a reason, I'm in trying, but no one is giving you opportunity, and that becomes a reason enough. You are operating in deficit because. However the situation, when we close, you can find out what can I come and do? And don't come sitting watching like a security officer. (laughs) Tell him, find something. Hey. 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 Time, where is Timane? Rise your feet. (coughs) Run and come. Okay, it's not coming. It's okay, uh, time. How long have you been in this church? One One month. Do you do anything in this church at all? Uh, the team that worked, this guy, is he useful in this church at all? Hey, he is very useful. <laughs> hey. 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 Ah, but you haven't been in this church for five years. One month. Oh, but people are here, they can't find jobs though. Um, Joel, rise to your feet. Please come. How long have you been in this church? One month. One month. Working, the, the Radical Working Team. Do you know Joel? Oh, yes. Is he useful at all? Very, very, good. very. Very, very. very, 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 very ah, but one month, have you been going to faith clinic? So you, but you have a reason. It's like you live in United Kingdom and you say, uh, Europeans are taking my job. <laughs> but they came and met you here. What so, was <laughs> <laughs> Please clap for them. (laughs) UK can do Brexit. My church. We can't do Brexit. We can't do anything. So you have to force yourself and get people come by the time you realize they are doing something. Becky, amazing lady. Hasn't been in this church for Amazing lady. Uh, Chloe is sitting by her. Amazing. They are getting jobs. And you said there are no jobs. And you are you are blaming people for not giving you jobs. Think about it. It is a reflection of the spirit you carry. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sir, you very strong man. Oh my my, my work channel. My 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 work channels when my 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 work channel you it's just like the gentleman they brought to me that his work has been terminated. Yeah. Indefinitely, so please pray for him. I said, good for him. Now he can find time and come to church. Guess what? He was a K group. Yeah. Guess what? He was, he was a faith clinic. Yeah. He, yes. he came for setup. He, he came for setup. Yeah. But this is a man who doesn't have time. He's very busy with his, his, his precious work. His work is very, very precious to him. It's like a golden boy. The work is my golden boy. Hey, hey, it's my God. Bible says that I think is in Zachariah chapter 4, verse 17, or something like that. It, it, Hosea 4, 17. He like, said, Ephraim loves his idols. He said, Leave him. Is it that? Ephraim, he's joined to his idols. Leave him, leave him. Leave him he's joined to he loved this one. He said, My idol. Oh. God said, Leave him. Agile man, agile and gloriously intelligent woman. Hmm. Wow. Wow. All your intelligence is used to do your eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. uh, man. This pencil didn't I tell you it's good that he's lost his job? I said it's good, but I didn't tell him. So when he came and I prayed for him, <laughs> he I'm happy he has lost the job just temporarily so that God can help you. So when he came, I held his hands and you no, know, I did I, I tell you, I told him, wait because I just not stay in church a lot. Uh-huh. So I told him, wait till we finish K group meeting after six. He waited after six, he waited. He didn't have time for church. He, started, he waited. You see how God can bless you? <laughs> Do you know why? Yeah. Brothers and sisters, because God knows that by Sunday you'll be standing here sharing a testimony. Yeah. He waited. And then when he finished, I said, What is it? Oh, what is it? <laughs> You're oh, really? Oh. And I was saying, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And then I said, okay, I'll pray for you. And I prayed for him that, don't worry, restoration is coming. Yes. I, spoke, I spoke as a prophet. Yes. Restoration is coming. Yes. He went to K-Group. He went to faith clinic. And I happened to be at his faith clinic. And I prayed for people. I told them by Sunday. Some of you are going to have testimony. Yes. And then when it was time for offering people, God inspired my heart that there are some people here who wanted to give certain offerings, but you didn't do it. So I told them. But when I was waiting for the people, I saw him. I said, hey, my friend, have you given a an offering, take an offering. Because what you are dealing with, lawyers can't help you. And you may end up spending a lot of money on lawyers and it will not help you. Connect to God. And thank God, he said he obeyed. He obeyed, but when he went home, he he went and told the wife, I don't know this pastor. (laughs) Because now that I'm working, I'm not working, rather I've given so much, how am I going to project for the times ahead? But God has actually gone ahead already. The next day they called him and they asked him, Can you come to work now? He said, Not today. Hey! <laughs> he said, Not today. They said what he said? He said, I'll come next week. So today he's in church. Next Sunday too, I know he will come. <laughs> God will give you a testimony said, my God will give you a testimony. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, so he does all these things. So he, will, he fa- favors us so he can revive us. Yes. Because the favor and the revival goes together. Anytime there is revival, there is favor. According to Acts chapter 4, Bible says that, and they had favor with men. In Acts chapter 2, they had favor with the people. Acts chapter 2, I think from verse 46, 47, 40. But yeah, it ends in 47 years so somewhere The Bible says, and they had favor with the people because there was revival. Praising God and having favor with all the people because there was revival. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. So, so they had favor. Why? Because revival goes hand in hand with favor. Even though there will be some attacks and opposition God will also give you favor in places that are necessary for your progress. When a sh- in a time of revival, when a door shuts against you, you didn't need that door. You didn't need that door. No door can remain shut against you in a time of revival when you need a door for the next stage. No door. I'm telling you, no door. As a church in this time of revival, no door can remain shut against us if it is necessary for our next stage. Are you getting what I'm saying? Favor is coming your way. Amen. And so fundamentally it's about the Holy Spirit. Because God is favoring you so that He'll revive you for your revival to go together with the favor. And more and more and more favor coming. And then as the more you walk with the Holy Spirit. So every one of us needs an infilling of the Holy Spirit. You have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I said, what do you have to do to be filled with the Holy Spirit? I spoke about last week, I said, what did I say? Love, desire. This says in John chapter 14, verse 18 now, it says that, uh, John chapter 14, let's look at John chapter 4, verse 18. For, I mean John 14, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I mean John chapter 14, verses 18. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more, but you see me. Because I live, you, you will live also. At that day, you shall know that I am in my Father, and ye are in me, and I in you. And I spoke last week, I said this, that we co inherit each other. Last I think I meant, I said co-inher, it's co for we co inherit Jesus lives in us, we live in him, he lives in the Father. It's a beautiful co-inherence. Right. And why is this all happening? He said, that day you find out that actually you live in me and I live. But how can I be living in him and he believing in me at the same time? It is a function of the Spirit. So that's why he went on to say that. Watch this. It's talking about the Spirit, but look at where he took it to. He says that, verse 21, he that has my commandments and keeps them, say, keeps keeps them. He it is that loves me. Your love can be quantified. Your love, love is measurable. He says that your keeping of my commandments is a measure of how much you love me. And this is talking towards the Spirit. He says that and he that loves me shall be loved by my father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. that the manifestation is about to come. But it's pro- your love will provoke divine manifestation, Joanna. Your love will provoke. Tell someone your love, provoke your love will provoke divine manifestation. I heard Papa say this, and it blessed me. And I, I want to repeat it. You cannot have love for God. Okay, when we talk about when Bible talks about love, it's not talking about just horizontal love. Talking about vertical love. Vertical love invariably generates a horizontal love. Because Jesus Bible says that. How can you claim you love God, whom you haven't seen, and yet you hate man, who you, your brother, who you see? So if you love God invariably, it will play out in the way you sh- you mani- you relate with others. You can't claim to be looking up to God and still and look down on men. It doesn't work like that. You can never claim to look up to God, look down on men. When you look up to God, you don't look down on men. When you love God, you don't hate men. Yeah. All right. But the key thing, there are people who claim they love, they love, they love. And most of those are self-motivated, are, uh, in, uh, self out of self-interest, religiously to look powerful, to look good, and all kinds of things. It's not God-motivated. So anybody at all can say, I love, I love. And some of you, know, most ladies who are a bit old, not elderly, above 20, they are uh, basically 30. They understand it better. When someone tells you, I love you, you know that it doesn't really mean everything. You may think it means a lot to You are pregnant. <laughs> when a woman is 50 years old and you tell her, I love you, she just laughs and looks at you. When a woman is 18 years old, you tell her "I love, you say, really? <laughs> I feel like, right? <laughs> As you grow, your definition of love begins to get refined. And so when, when Bible talks about love, it's not talking about just the human love. It's talking about agape love. The love for God. Say, love for God. Love for God. Listen. When your love for God is questionable, it affects everything God can do for you. Yeah. Okay. In fact, the scriptures put it this way: in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, it said, No eye has seen, no ear heard, neither has it entered the heart of man. What God has prepared for those who love him. What God has let's read it out loud. Let's go. No ear heard, Now has it entered into the heart of man. The things which God has prepared for for who God's aband- abundance preparation is reserved for who those who love him. Bible says that and Solomon loved the Lord with all his heart. He loved the Lord. First Kings 3:3. 3, 3. And Solomon loved the Lord. And he went to sacrifice. And that night he sacrificed thousand men of it's because of the love. Love. In Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says that um, all things work together for good. For who? Let's read let's it. Let's go. Louder. Let's go. And we know that all, all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to His. When you have the love factor, things, all things, not only some things, it's not only uh, your job, not only your health. Your children, your job, your marriage, your health, your skin, your business, your, everything works together. He said, All things work together for good. They are working together for good. Say, It's working for my good. Working for my good. If you say it, it will become your, uh, your possession. Say, It's working for, working for my good. So, all things work together for good. To who? Who? You hear people? All oh, things are working together for good. No, 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 no. Take your time. Check who is working together for good. For those who love God, not those who have love. Those who love God. Do you love God? He says that. Hey, listen. You cannot have love and be a failure in life, because First Corinthians chapter thirteen verse eight says, "Love never fails." 1 Corinthians 13.8, it says, love never fails. Love never fails. The lover of God may have challenges, may have battles, but will will not fail in life. Why? Because love never never fails. Mm -hmm. Love never fails love plays out but how do you know love is not about (laughs) my feelings (laughs) it's not just that it's not just that we will see your actions the way what offends you in church it's a reflection of how you love god the what the reason why you you were out of church, what keeps you away from church is a reflection of your love for God. Your giving is a reflection of your love for God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 8, it says that it's, it's, it's to prove your love. 2 Corinthians 8:8. Look, he said, I speak not by commandment, but I am testing uh, I am testing the sincerity of your life by the diligence of others. And this talking about how others were given. He said the sincerity of our love will be proven by your giving. There's, there's a, a positive correlation or a direct relationship with love and giving. Yeah. For God so loved the world that he gave. How can you say, I love God, but I can't give. Because I mean, someone is looking, nobody looking for money. It's your, your lack of understanding of cold or cold-heartedness towards God that makes you withhold from God. I'm saying some interesting things. For God so loved that he gave. For God so loved, there's nothing that God will require of me. I'm working on myself that it will be too much to give to God. No, because I love him. 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 him. In 1 John chapter 3, verse I think verse 18, 19, and 20. I think it should be verse 18 more. He said that how does the love of God dwells in you when you see someone in need and you don't do it, you don't give the person and you say, Oh, but I love God. No, no. It's there. He it said, little children, let us not love in words or in tongue, but indeed and in truth. Go to the next verse. The next verse. And by this we know that we are of the truth and we uh, go to the next verse. Let me see. Uh, no, no, no. I think it should be from verse 17. Verse 17. goes, whoever had this world's good and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart for him, how does the love of God abide in him? There is a direct relationship between love and giving. Lady, how do you know he actually loves you? He's willing to give. Not just give money because it's easy to give money. Just trying to, trying to pay his way out. But he gives of himself. The Bible says that husband love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself. How do you know a man is giving himself when he's not married to you? He's not married to you, and he said, "No, I can't sleep with you. I love you too much to sleep with you." Yes, he has given. The thing is powerful on him. The desire is, powerful. he gave himself for you. I won't do it. I will, I want to take you to the altar and honor you. Hey. The one who is kneeling, I say, oh please, just once. Tommy, come, come, Tommy, come quickly, hurry up. Come on, just once. And and oh oh uh, uh, what, what name? What name? What name? Chikwana, Chikwana. Oh, Chiquana, please, once, this once. And I said, No, 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 no. He said, No, no. Oh, no. Oh, please, once. You know, I love you, Chiquana. I love you, Chiquana. Chiquana, I love you. Just once. Oh, I'll die. Oh. And I said, I'll die. I'm dying, please. I'm dying. I'm dying. And then he wants to, then you hit him. <laughs> but you, he said, Oh, I had mercy on him. He was very sad, so I didn't want, I didn't want to break his heart. You are rather breaking your heart and breaking his heart. And I gave him once. only once. 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 <laughs> Everybody, they always say it's only once. <laughs> Anytime, by experience. For the past so many years, they were always telling it's only once. All right, let's finish this thing. Love, say love. Laugh. Laugh. <laughs> don't worry, just smile, because I don't know it's you. And it's in the past, because mercy is working, isn't it? Yes. Someone say, mercy is working for me. Yes. Oh, that one to you who say it, you can't say yes. When you love God, you attract the Holy Spirit. When you read the text that was, Bible says that, and I will, I will pray the Father will, and he will send another comforter. He will abide with you. And John, I'm talking about John chapter 14. From verse 23 downwards, When after he said that, if you love me, we will come and make our... Put verse 23 on the screen, please, quickly, so I can just rush through this text. Jesus answered and said, if a man loves me, if a man loves me, he will keep my, my ways, and my father will love him, and we will come and... To him, and will make our abode. Verse 24: He that loves me not keeps not my word, my saying. So it's a reflection of your love, the way you keep God's word. Verse 25 says that these things have have I spoken to you, being present with you. But the Comforter, when uh, which is the Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things. Now I began to talk about the Holy Spirit coming upon you. He was talking about the factor of love, but it's actually pointing towards the Holy Spirit coming. So the point I'm making is that how do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? A lover of God always is a priority in God filling them with His Spirit. When you love God, you create a room for God to feel comfortable around you. That's why I said we will come and make our abode in you. You read your Bible. He said, if you love me, and keep my words. He said, my father will love you, and we will come, and, verse 23, and we will make our abode. We will make, he said, he, he shall, verse 23, he said, Jesus said to him, if a man loves me, he will keep my words, and my father will love him, and we will come unto him, and we will make our abode with him. Called, when you love God, God just loves to be in your territory. Satan's program is to, to run you very low on the love of God. The love for God. The love for God. Very important. And you must be careful the people you expose yourself to because Satan will use them to punch, deflate your love. Because love can be measured, love can be low, love can be high. But your the dimension of your love for God will determine the dimension of his presence around you. That is why he says that you can love God and be a failure in life. I have never regretted my, the way I've lived my life in Christ. Right from secondary school, right from my teenage years, I dedicated, I gave my life to Jesus. I, and I've never regretted. I've been happy the way he has, he has taken my life and done for me. And we are a church, we don't owe any company. We don't know. We don't owe any company. We don't owe anybody. There's nothing we have on high purchase as a church. Nothing. There's our, no credit agency. No, 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 no. Debt free, including all these we are debt. not that we have so much money, so God is open because of people like you who love God. Amen. It's interesting, it's an amazing testimony. If you love God, He will find you. Yes, yes. 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 You, Please help me communicate to some of our colleague pastors that we should get busy, like Bishop Oedipo is teaching us to do. Let's get busy building our love. Building the love factor. If you love God, said He will take care of your children. He will take care of your children. There are some things you can never defend your children about because you will not be. You can't. You go to the school, say, teacher don't let them play with this one. No, no. In this country, you don't even go. You go and pick them. You don't go beyond some level. So you don't have an influence on which teacher is teaching them, whether they like them or not. But when you love God. I love God, so He has protected. It's strange what I'm saying. I have pastor friends whose church, about 20 people, 50 people, they've already started building. They, they, they take salary. Almost The 90% of the church's income is funding them. The living lucrative lives. I'm not against it, too. I'm not against it. Maybe that's their calling. Yeah, I'm but I'm telling <laughs> um, some, Someone advised me, man of God, you can go and buy a land here and I'm not at that stage, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't believe in buying land, don't get me wrong. But at the moment, my salary level doesn't, I don't have that. So you let me keep loving God, and keep loving God, and not be putting my security first. That's what I'm trying to say. Doesn't mean I'm irresponsible, I have children. But if this God I'm loving and serving, who has taken care of me so much, and yeah. taking care very well of me, my health is blessed, I'm telling you, I have a very good health. Very good health by God's grace. Health is wealth. I have a very good health and a very good wife. is Is this not better than any other thing? Good health, good wife. We don't fight in our house. We don't fight in our house. And this woman helps me so much. Oh, oh. <laughs> love God, it will it will secure your health. Amen. Love God Amen. it will secure your future, love God, Amen. it will attract his presence. Amen. How do you attract his presence? Your love for him. Your say your love for him is a major factor Amen. in determining what God can do with your life. It's a major factor. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hey. Seek, love hey. him. Give yourself to God. Love him. You will, you will never be put to shame. Yeah. It will not, sometimes you may have challenges. You may go through turbulence. But I'm telling you, you will always emerge the winner. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Shout, I love God. I love God. And then let it show in your attitude in church. Attitude towards other people who even offend you. Church people will offend you. It's not it's human. We will offend you. Even sometimes the preaching may say something that, but why is Pastor saying, you know, ignore that pastor? He's too excited. He him. <laughs> ignore him. Ignore those other idiosyncrasies and just receive the word yes, yes. with meekness. Which is able, and graft the word of God with meekness, which is able to save your soul. Am I communicating to somebody at all? Yeah. I love God. Love God. Last week I spoke about how you must be devoted. A devout man. Talking about Simon or Simeon. A devout man. He was just and devout. Some of us are, sometimes, it shouldn't be said about you that you are dodgy. When you tell somebody that I am I'm coming, they know you are coming. When you say why, they don't have to do investigation and take it to the laboratory to check whether it's actually what they know. You know, but some of us we have certain dodgy characters that our employers are really very concerned about us. Dodgy wow. characters yet we are Christians. Your wife doesn't trust you. Your husband and listen, it's not right if your your wife doesn't trust your word. It's it's a major issue. It's not nice. It's a major issue. That's why the holy ghost is not feeling comfortable about you because you have not lived a credible life. Your husband doesn't trust you. You say something, he says, let me check. Ask for my wife, you know, nothing. In fact, a, 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 a little boy, a little boy, listen, a little boy, nine-year-old boy, asks, his dad, the pastor, his dad was a pastor. He said, dad, was that story true or you were just preaching? Hey. <laughs> Even the children know that, that's for that. he would lie every now and then. So the dad didn't know. The man was preaching, but he wanted to check. Was it true or you were just preaching? Just, just men, just men, just men. Don't be doing dodgy things with some drug guys, with some f- f- changing documents, doing using all kinds of documents. You know, dodgy things. Dodgy things. You, you are twenty-eight years old. You are using a child's. <laughs> <laughs> <that's> <guy. laughs> <laughs> And anyway, when you finish, you say, oh, Holy Ghost, Holy, 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 Ghost. Come and You know, there are a lot of believers that have dodgy characters. Let me finish this. There are a lot of Christians that have dodgy characters. They change figures at work. They, they have stolen a lot of pens and staplers from company. You are in logistics department. You are supposed to order three tables. You up that five, two going straight to your house. So you have to be just. I'm not saying, see, and devout, just means that you, you do things right. When you tell people that, oh, I, I don't know, you actually didn't know. <laughs> I was there. You actually were there. I wasn't there. I have never seen this before. Meanwhile, you were the one living with it. You understand that, so let's be let's be just. It brings allows the Holy Spirit to be around, just and devout. You are devoted. That's why I spoke. You are devoted, committed to the things of God. You take extra hours. You are willing to let work go, so that you can worship. Yesterday, some builders came to because we wanted to work on the shed for the screens. Some builders came, and they, the nature of the job. They said one. They answered, okay, what, maybe we can do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They said, no, no, no. They said, oh yeah, yeah, we stop working on Sundays. I don't work on (laughs) Sundays. Caucasian builder. Mm. I don't work on Sunday. And you. So, no, no. We can do Sunday from what time you want. We can come (laughs) eight and finish. (laughs) Devout. Be a, a devoted person. It attracts the Holy Spirit. And last one, let me. I had three more, but let me do one. And then this one is going to be short. Listen, what attracts the Holy Spirit is your company, the people you hang around with. Bible said, Samuel told Saul that after I've anointed you, you will meet some people in First Samuel chapter ten, verse five and six. He said you will meet a company of prophets coming down from the hill of God. It says that after that you shall come to the hill of God where the Philistines garrison is and it will happen when you have come down uh, come there to the city that you will meet a group of prophets coming down from the high place with the strings and string instruments and a timbre and a flute and a harp and, and they will be prophets. and look at the next verse verse 6. then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you when you meet the company. Look at verse 10. Look at verse 10. Let's all read it together. Let's go. Then, then the, Spirit the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he prophesied. He prophesied, prophesied amongst them. He was in their miscompany. The yeah. Bible says that when the Holy Spirit came upon Mary, she went into the house of Elizabeth. Luke chapter 1. Verse 40, 40 and 41. And she went into the house of Elizabeth. And when she went there, she greeted Elizabeth. Uh, uh, good morning or hallelujah or whatever the greeting. Shalom in, in, in Hebrew. Shalom. Ma shalom. They says ma shalom. Or shalom, shalom, shalom. So he said, shalom. So, so when she went there, it happened. When Elizabeth had the shalom of Mary. In Mary's company, that the baby in her womb lived for joy. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. How, how did it happen? Because she was in the company of Mary. Your company. Com- the company you keep determines how you be filled with the Holy Spirit. Bible says in Acts chapter two, verse one, on a day of Pentecost, they were all together in one place. They were all together, and suddenly the Spirit of God. The, uh, uh, there was a mighty rushing wind from heaven, filled the house, as a sound of rushing ring, and then closing the t- tongues of fire starts on everyone's head. And Bible said they were verse four, and they were all oh, verse four. Look at verse. Shall we all read the verse four together? And they were all. Now, now, let's go. And and they were all I can't hear you. Louder with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues. How many of them? Oh. So as long as you, you are in that company, the feeling, in feeling takes place because it's happening to the guys you are with. They were all in one accord, verse 1. They were all with one accord in one place. All. And they were all. As long as you were there. Whether you were praying louder or softer. Comes on you. Company. Company. The spirit of God who as well. Comes on people based on their company. In Acts chapter 4 verse 31. And when they had prayed. The place where they had assembled was shaking together. And they were all. Say All. all. And they were all filled. And they were all filled. It's an all inclusive thing. When you find yourself in the right company. Some of us. You are still struggling with some things, because not because you have bad intentions, but because of your company. This is, well, for, for years, when people come to me and, and tell me, years, since secondary school, I've been mentoring people, discipling people. When someone comes and say, I don't know, I'm struggling with ABC. I just don't like it. I don't want it, but I keep doing it. How many of you have heard something like that before? I've been in situations like that before where you don't really want to do something, but you can't keep doing it. You don't, you don't want it, but you can. Kept, kept. The first thing I always ask them, who are your friends? Your company will determine the things that are growing in you. Your company. Who you, keeps, uh, who you keep company with determines what grows in you. Your company. Tell someone, who is your ally? <laughs> who do you keep company with? May I say this and end on the company? Next week, if I get a chance, I'll talk about the word of God and prayer. But, listen, as a pastor, I found out people who get offended in church, usually there's, there are some people they've been talking to in church. It, it's not only one, it, it happens in groups. Offense happens in groups. <laughs> So you can be very strong, but as soon as you keep company, it affects your heart. In Proverbs, it says that don't make friends with someone who is offended, lest you are you will learn their habits and not be able to change. You'll be ensnared. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter twenty-two, verse twenty-four. Somewhere there, depending on a particular trans, trans, translation, says that you will learn. It says that make no friendship with an angry man and with a, a furious man. Do not go. What? Go to the next verse and see. Lest you will learn his way and. It will ensnare your soul. You you can't change. You have been snared. You have been ensnared. Company matters. Tell someone, company matters. Company matters. I found out in church, when somebody is offended in church, as a pastor, it's my job to just keep looking at the people he's been talking to. Because I know they are also going to be offended. And so most people, they do it undercover, secret. And they will call you at a church. No, No one sees it. And check how they talk. They are bringing offense. When someone is suddenly offended, check who is they have been talking to. There are some people who may not be in the service today, but by the time the evening comes, they are offended about something in church. <laughs> <laughs> and who does it affect? It affects them. God will still work, do his work. God is arrogant. That makes you think, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. It's I'm telling you, it's all of us at a point in time need to relax. Humble ourselves and say, God, it doesn't matter. I, I surrender it all. That is what commands the blessing of God. You can be running from pillar to post, from prophet to prophet, apostle to a prophet, apostle to apostle, teacher to teacher, evangelist to evangelist, pastor to pastor, praying after praying, deliverance after deliverance. It doesn't guarantee any change. I don't know how many of you have gone for a few deliverance sessions and you still know that things have been changed. Deliverance sessions most of the time don't guarantee change. I'm telling you, what guarantees change is the stem of the things I'm teaching. Get the word inside you and work on yourself. Love God enough that it's too late for some things to offend you. We have to close. Oh, I have to stop now. We'll continue later, okay? <laughs> Did you receive something at all? Come on, give God some praise in the house. If you are not saved, you are not safe because life is dangerous. Life is not under your command. I don't see why I should end this service without giving you an opportunity to say, yes, Lord. Pastor, pray with me because I want to have this bread. It means I want to put all my confidence in Him, all my hope in Him. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your genuine desire, just lift up your hand and say this after me. Say it genuinely from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. I've sinned against you. I ask you, to forgive my sins. Wash me with your blood. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross to save me. From today, I will serve you. I believe in you. I put all my hope in you. I put my faith in you as my Lord and personal Savior. I receive you into my life. I make a vow with you that I will serve you all the days of my life. Satan, get behind me. I don't belong to you. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Your word says that you know your sheep and your sheep know your voice. No one can come to you except your father brings him. I pray that let your grace be upon them. Help them to be strong. I pray that the grace of God will come upon you, the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and help you to be a strong Christian. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207 740 9960. God bless you.